welcome to arguably the best podcast where our mission is to give high school students a voice and to give our listeners an insight into the high school community. I'm Carson Williams. And I'm Rylan Up. And we want to thank you guys for tuning in. So for those of you who didn't get a chance to listen to the Grow 5x2 podcast episode with Ryan and myself on it, um, this podcast is going to be a platform for high school students to come on and speak about a topic that they are passionate about. So Ryan and I are very excited to be the first host and co-host duo. We hope that this continues for another couple years. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much all you need to know. Uh, with that being said, we can get started today. So today we are joined by a good friend of mine, Sylvia Sass, a senior at Columbus North. Hello. Hello. What's up? So if you just want to you know, introduce yourself, what do you do? What oh, do you like to do? Um, I'm a senior at North. Uh I love to get in the gym, be outside, go hiking on the weekends, uh, do some cardio, do some running in my free time, uh, and just really try to practice being healthy. That's kind of been my thing awesome. recently. Yeah. That's right so, so Sylvia is also a senior here in Columbus. So what are you doing exactly for your senior project? Oh, I am running the 5K on Turkey Day. <laughs> That's um, awesome. That is, that's over Thanksgiving break, obviously. It's on Turkey Day. You should sign up. Turkey Day. It's, uh, all the proceeds are going to Love Chapel, and this year we're switching locations. It's usually been at Parkside, but this year it's at the fairgrounds. So, mm. yeah. I've been okay. planning to start my cardio uh, session. Dude, Dude I, about. I ran my first 5K, like, this past weekend, and it was awesome. So I've I'm, been... I've been trying to do this for about eight months now. It's uh, yeah. it's in the making. It's in the making. My uh, cardio uh, journey, but cardio uh, journey. You know, yeah. maybe I'll hit you up for your five k. Yeah. So maybe that'll be a good start. You were saying you ran three miles today for football. Three right? miles. Yes. That that is true. That <laughs> honestly is cardio. I don't even. Th- I just like because it's not continuous running. Like we got we get some breaks, but like oh, dude, you got to get it continuous. Yes. You, you got to find yourself a I'm pace. You, it's terrible. Wait. So three three miles. That's like. That's 12 laps it's around like, the track. Yeah, it's, like, it's like breaks. We got breaks, though. So it's like a segment. And so we got beginning running, middle running, and then we got ending running. What was? The, what did you guys do? Like, that, that that's a pretty bad punishment. We lost. <laughs> I mean, Floyd's engine. Okay. Yeah, okay. We, we could probably talk about that for a while. But anyways, yeah. we're going to get into this. So you're doing the 5K. Yes, sir. Okay, cool. So today we have on Sylvia, of course. Um, we're just going to, you know, converse about social media. Mm. big topic in today's culture for high school students um yeah. you know what do you think social media has like do you think it has a hold on you like your phone in general maybe social media i think a lot of people are scared of deleting social media i definitely am it's a good way to stay connected but i find myself often like it's also you can go down a rabbit hole with it um, and it can negatively impact you. I think I try to watch my screen time. I have screen time limits on all my social media apps just so I'm not scrolling through media apps for too long. Um, if I find myself on my phone too much for a week, like I notice that I start feeling less productive and I, it's easy to start comparing yourself to others on social media. And so I just set those limits just to have like healthy boundaries in place to make sure I'm using uh, my social media apps for like good and to have a positive impact, you know, post fun times with my friends and stuff like that. But just kind of limit it to that and not let myself get too wrapped up in the comparison ordeal. Yeah. So do you know like what your limit is on your phone? Um, 
I think for each media app, I try to do, I think TikTok is, the limit is two hours. Everything else is like an hour, 30 minutes to an hour mm. so that mm-hmm. I'm not spending too much time on it. Do you know what your screen time is? My screen like time? Usually it's, average? usually it's like three hours three a hours? day, okay. which is bad. I'm trying to get that down, but. I mean, it's all relative. Like mine, mine's like four hours roughly, but I don't have any limits or anything. But yeah. I have, we talked about it in class the other day and there were some people in there who were like eight to 10 hours. Yeah, some people oh. some people are on their phone like way too much. Like it's I, ridiculous. It's, yeah, it's terrible. It's yeah. all TikTok too. I mean, TikTok, you could just scroll for hours and then wake and I up think, and I think that's affected you're back in reality. attention spans too today. Mm-hmm. Like people don't want to do something if it's not like new, 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 new experience, new thing in the next 15 seconds. Like people are so wrapped up in the like, oh, I have to go out and experience something mm-hmm. new instead of developing healthy routine and um, getting it to good habits. Like, and you know, I think it's like, it, it, it is pretty bad. Like I've seen all these guys and they got like 10 hours on their phone and nine hours and it's, it's crazy. And I know some teachers at like East and they have like their caddies on there. They have the caddies on their wall. Yeah. And it's like they like the teachers have had to talk and like stop and talk and they're like, hey, because the students are like they almost feel anxiety being away from their phone because they get, yeah, like that's that's what noted that's what social media does is like they mm-hmm. give you notifications for you to stay on there longer, so then it like lures you into kind of a trap and they're like yeah. somebody starts following you like oh my goodness how many followers do I have now you get on there and you just and you then you gotta check their profile yeah I know like, wow they have you a got, lot of followers you got yeah. sucked in what have they posted. Dude, they're smart. I'm telling you, these social media guys, they know what they're doing. But. About about the teachers, like phone caddies, I, often I see that those phone caddies like never get used. And I, I feel like they, they could be pretty efficient if they were actually like, you know, put into, what's what I'm thinking of? Like, like, action. like, like it, yeah, it would so, be regulated. I know, like, like, it would work if it was regulated. I know, I know most, like, for at least like the freshman classes, they definitely have a phone caddy and they're like, hey, you come into class, you got to put your phone on the caddy. That's how it works. And then, like, I know, not all my teachers do this, but I know one. He like locks down on this policy. Like he'll stop ten minute, like ten minutes in class. He's like, all right. He counts the students, and then he's like, all right. There's not twenty four phones in that, and I know everybody in this room has a phone. So everybody, go put your phones in that caddy. What teacher is that? It's it, I. I don't know if I should name him on here, but he's, no, no. You're right, right, right. right. I, uh, I still gotta learn the batteries. I right. think it's also a personal choice too. Like you have to be able to self-regulate because mm-hmm. phone caddies aren't going to exist in college. They're not going to exist in your work life. Like yeah. you have to learn how to separate that yourself mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. like set your own restrictions. Like North doesn't do phone caddies or anything like that. Like I haven't had any teachers doing that. And I think it's because our principal said something about it or maybe not, probably not our principal. It's just kind of like a thing that everybody yeah. has started doing. It's like North is like, keep yourself accountable. Like, if we see you on your phone, then, you know, mm-hmm. maybe a teacher will take it. I don't know how many teachers, like, put that into practice, yeah. but it's kind of just, like, hold yourself accountable. How did you learn to uh, self-regulate your phone usage? Ah, see, it got really bad during COVID, um, and I think I realized that it was a it was a bad pattern for me. Like, I was spending way too much time on TikTok, and using my free time to just like I would come up with a million ideas of things I wanted to get done and then I wouldn't do them and I would just like lay in my bed and like rot in my bed watching social Mm -hmm. media like it just I realized that I wasn't in any kind of healthy routine it didn't feel like my life had a lot of structure Mm -hmm. and like I was talking to my parents about it I didn't 
realize that my life wasn't structured at first. It was kind of just like, oh, I feel not great. Like, I I'm, I just, like, don't like the way that I'm feeling right now. We'll just get through it. Like, I don't feel productive or anything. And my parents were like, well, okay, like, we're going to set limits on your screen time. Mm-hmm. And at first mm-hmm. I was so against it. I, it made me so mad. Like, I, I was like, I was like I'm, not a, I'm not a baby. Like, don't set <laughs> limits on my phone. Yeah. Like, I, uh, I can be my own person. Don't do that. And it ended up working out for the better. And I like my I like my screen time limits, you know? I like my screen time limits. It's nice it keeps me accountable. Even just like the notification like oh you've been on this app for like this much time today. It's like, "Oh, that's nice. Yeah. I need to back off, set my phone down, get outside, walk my dog, get some homework done, do something that's gonna like benefit future me." Mm-hmm. Like, I remember, I remember my mom used to like set those screen time screen time limits on my phone when I was in middle school. Yeah, but I was I was really bad about it in middle school. I would yeah. like, they, they they were so much stricter about it in middle school. They would you know, if if they saw you had your phone out, they would like take it to the front oh, office yeah. and lock Saint it. Was like oh yeah, time. yeah. No, I mean because I mean think about it. Like that's such a huge age for your brain and like your de- developmental skills. Yeah. And so I mean I I think it's pretty huge that they did that. But I remember being so upset with my mom whenever she would set those screen time limits. I would mm-hmm. like I'd find a way to get the password from her phone to yeah. like unlock it. It's like, oh, you reach your screen time limit, enter passcode, and you can yeah. spend three more hours on it. I, uh, I also, my parents didn't let me have any kind of social media besides like Pinterest until freshman year. So that was really nice. I didn't have too much, I think, impressed on my brain mm-hmm. during middle school where it's like, oh, I have to be on social media. Oh, I have to be overly connected. Um, but yeah, I think that helped a lot in hindsight. I didn't like it at the time being, but it helped a lot. Yeah. So uh, I think that like we've been talking about like TikTok and a little probably a bit of Instagram and stuff like those are the ones that give you like lots of notifications. But the one that, in my opinion, gives you the most is uh, is Snapchat. So Snapchat has gotten like unbelievably popular within Mm -hmm. the past years. And it does. uh, It's probably arguably is the best form of (laughs) communication um, for the uh, like communication almost. And it's like. Not really communications, just sending pictures of yourself, temporary pictures. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, so I wanted to ask you, Sylvia, what do you think has that kind of impact on teenagers today? I definitely think the creators of Snapchat had a different intention for what it's been used for. Mm-hmm. I think that it has really sped up that like instant culture that like... I have to be in contact with my friends at all times. Like yes. you're not even half the time you're or most of the time. You're not even sending like them a message or anything. You're sending it's a, just a picture, of, picture your of your face and it's so dumb, but or we all ceiling, play into or it. Or just a black screen. Yeah. It's, and it's because everybody has it mm-hmm. and you feel like, Oh, you have to stay connected. Like I tell myself so many times I'm going to delete Snapchat. I'm going to delete Snapchat, but it's just like you, it's not as serious as having somebody's phone number or something. And it's a way to stay connected. Like you do school group chats for classes and everything. And it's just, it's a very instant and it's a very easy way to connect to people. But I think that's also developed some issues. Like people, you don't see a lot of people going up to others and asking for phone numbers that much anymore. Or like, like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's (laughs) such a, 
like common question and it's so I think the reason it's so popular is because it's so easy to just think you're connecting with someone on Snapchat yeah. when really you're just getting a picture of their forehead every like 10 minutes and there's no pressure with it no not at all like and people just yeah there's just I think in its attempt to connect people it's also formed a big disconnect because mm-hmm. um, people rely a lot on the online like you'll see with friendships and relationships and everything like it will develop over Snapchat. And that's just kind of weird to me. Mm-hmm. And to rebound kind of off what you said with like, it's less permanent than like phone numbers and stuff. Y- you are exactly right. And it's like when people see like a cute girl, they'll just be like, oh, I'll get her snap. And like, maybe we can keep in touch or something. It's, yeah. But it's just like when you ask for their number, that's like permanent. So it's like yeah. you got to get to know them before you can kind of get their number. And like you so you can build that like temporary like trust it's not like super trust that you know that they're not going to do anything bad to you and it's like snap Mm -hmm. is just like it's it's a one-time literal sentence and then you get it and you're like maybe you'll talk for a week and then and then it'll just go nowhere yeah Yeah. diminished it's it is very temporary and it doesn't help anybody build connections it's just kind of an easy way to be like oh okay i'm nervous to ask for their snapchat oh i'm nervous to become their friend in person oh i'm nervous to like build that connection with them Mm -hmm. but like it just is the easy way out that lets you like like connect with them from a distance almost you Mm -hmm. don't have to worry about like the social anxiety part of it um so do you do you think that's building up like these i don't know how to word it i think that the, the way that snapchat has come in and become so trivial in like the high school culture especially is that you know people are like get this person snap they'll send pictures of their forehead back and forth yeah and then that'll prevent them from like actually communicating with other people yes and so i, I guess the biggest thing i'm curious about is like i i can't think of any other generations that have had something like snapchat mm-hmm. right so if this were to have a big impact on them when they're in like in their adult lives trying to communicate with other people it's like yeah. oh i have an interview i can't just like send a picture of my forehead back and forth and get the job no you know what i mean <laughs> yeah it's yeah. not gonna help you develop social no. skills whatsoever. but then at yeah. the same time like i mean you have a choice obviously yeah with snapchat you mm-hmm. you have a choice to like even have it in the first place and then if you do have it you have a choice to you know actually respond to other people's and give in to these pressures that i think yes. have been built up with snapchat yes you have a choice but you also have an obligation a lot of people feel because that it's they, so popular yeah yeah a lot of people feel that they need it to be connected, which I mean, that's something I'm guilty of too. Sorry, but. it was the middle of the water drink. I was going to pitch in there. <laughs> um, so kind of talking about other generations that haven't had this, you know, breakthrough of social media, you know, think about it. Like when we look at the time span of our culture and like if we were to just have one paper with a timeline. Mm hmm. We, we got to think that social media is just like a sliver a of that. And yeah. it has become so popular, so trivial. And, you know, we don't really have anything against it, but we don't really have anything for it, too. Mm-hmm. So if you had to think about what our culture and our world would look like if social media was just maybe, I mean, I'm, I'm sure it was going to happen eventually. Like it was going to get developed eventually. Mm-hmm. But if it wasn't as trivial, do you think there would be a difference in our culture or do you think it hasn't had that much of an impact. No, yeah, for sure. I I think there would definitely be a difference in our culture. I think, I mean, obviously everything in moderation, like it's had its good, but it's also had its bad. And you, it's just people, they need to learn how to self-regulate. Like you can't stand over somebody's shoulder and be like, you can only 
be on Snapchat for an hour today, or you can only be on it for 30 minutes, and, like, regulate your screen time, don't be on it. Like, I think it has, it is a way to connect our world, Mm -hmm. and it's a way to, like, Facebook Marketplace is awesome. That's how people get their like first cars. Like that's it's great. That and, like, so out of the blue, what? Like I don't Facebook certain marketplace. Certain what are you buying forms, off of there? <laughs> certain forms of social media are really good, and they can be beneficial to the public. Oh, and it's like car. reconnecting with an old friend that lives across like the country mm-hmm. or something. Like that's awesome. That's great. And I think it's that's a good way to be connected. But when you're gonna see your friend mm-hmm. like later in the day. You don't need to be Snapchatting them every 30 minutes yeah, or every hour or something. Yes, for sure. Like, I think I can, I would love a world without social media. I think it'd be great. I think it would force people to connect more mm-hmm. or just sort of like regulated forms of social media, like not like Snapchat or Instagram or anything. So are you saying, do you think media should be regulated? Maybe not just for teenagers, but like everybody. Sorry, I don't that's know. Kind of a, it's. It's tough and it's complicated because mm-hmm. you can't obviously be like, okay, everybody delete this. You mm-hmm. can just have Facebook yeah. and yeah. Twitter or something. I don't know. Twitter. I don't know. It's X. X, sorry. <laughs> but like you can't stand over people's shoulders and tell them what to do and right. be like regulate your media, whatever. You can just control yourself and yeah, practice mm-hmm. distancing yourself from media and stuff like that. So... I would I would love a world without social media, but I don't think that's very possible right You're now. You're right, because it's just so hard to regulate yeah. that. Kind mm-hmm. of rebounding about the uh, the whole idea about with no social media. It's like you have all these. When I think of when I think of this, I think of like whenever my grandpa told me he's like, back in my day, I had to yeah. walk three miles <laughs> through storm and rain on a dirt road to get to school. And I'm like that, like that. You could have just called an Uber. I like, know that that's one of the most common memes I've like seen on the internet, and I I laugh so hard about it every time. But uh, it's like it has seriously shaped our world like that. And it's like they ask they ask us why we don't do this and like why we don't do that. And it's like, well, if you would have had the same thing that we do now, you would have turned out similar to us, I believe. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's like nobody had the technology that we do today so it's like it shaped our minds and it shaped our like personalities and everything to uh, like act different and do all this stuff yeah. different yeah and it, it's almost like doomsday-ish like we don't we don't really know where this is gonna yeah. take us well, and i mean the unfortunate thing is the world is evil the world's an evil place and Correct. there are always gonna be people that take something good and find a way to make it bad or find a way to negatively impact the world and the truth about that is you can only really control yourself yeah and you can only really just you know regulate yourself and Mm -hmm. find healthy habits for yourself and just create routine and find ways to practice being healthy and practice separating yourself from social media like you can't control other people because i think if you were to ask the average teenager if they liked being on their phone so much, a majority of them would say no. Like, I, yeah. I, I can't mm-hmm. think of anyone that's like, oh, I love being able to, you know, spend five hours scrolling on my phone, yeah. losing brain cells. Yeah, like it's not productive. Because, I mean, I don't know. But, you know, you got to think about what's also on media. There's a lot of negative things. There's a lot of positive things. For sure. Do you think through the, I'll get that in a second. Do you think, you know, looking at the Christian culture around social media, mm-hmm. do you think social media has had a positive impact or do you think it's kind of 
had a negative impact? I think it's had a negative impact for people that haven't learned to think for themselves yet. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. especially media right now, if you're on TikTok and you're like, you know, you don't have a strict moral code at age 12. Yeah. Like I didn't have a strict moral code at age 12 or 13 or I'm not sure who freshman did. year or I probably didn't even have one sophomore 16. year. Exactly. Like I, it took me a while to get to where I'm at now. Yeah. And I think that some people don't learn to separate from media and mm-hmm. don't learn to separate themselves from that negativity. Like they have to play into something because the public sees it as good. Mm-hmm. And right now on TikTok, Christianity's not trending. Christianity's no. not a trending thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not what the public likes to see. It's not what the world likes to see. And so I think it's negatively impacted that in that aspect. Like there are so many judging eyes and ears on media that, you know, young kids are able to see and that's all they see and that's all they focus on. Oh, if I express my faith, then here's a list of people I'm going to get judged by. Yeah. Right. And so it's like no one can have like a personal opinion now or like a a faith or belief. And it's not Christianity is not popularized. Like I think it depends on what media you're on. Cause Mm -hmm. like there are definitely Christian TikTok pages you can follow, but at the same time, like every now and then I'll be scrolling and I'll get like a Christian video up on my page, Mm -hmm. but it won't even feel like they're actually trying to get something with, you know, meat yeah. to it. It's mm-hmm. just like, do you have thirty seconds for God? Let me yeah. yap. Let me yap for thirty seconds about stuff That's, that I just completely yeah. made up. And it like Comment it Jesus almost is king. yeah, it Comment almost Jesus like king. convicts video you. They try to convict you and like guilt you into doing something. Like it's weird. They say, do you have thirty seconds so you can watch the entire video? That way, they get more. Do you streams. have thirty seconds to they popularize my video? Yeah. Do you have thirty seconds to make this blow up? Like it's all. And then they make you feel guilty about it, saying yeah. for yeah. God. This isn't, you're not making, I don't know. I, and then, yeah. like, what you said is, um, like, I liked, I liked that comment about Christianity isn't trendy. Yeah. Uh, it, it's kind of weird. I mean, I, I, when I'm scrolling, obviously, this is just me. I see a lot of mm-hmm. those kind of TikToks. So, obviously, there is a lot out there, but I totally agree with you. Like, you don't see all of these, like, different accounts making all this type of stuff. I think social media, uh, I think that promotes pornography. I think that it promotes... Uh, lust. I think that it promotes just all of this terrible stuff in our world, and yeah. I think that it it diminishes it diminishes like the probability of people being Christian because it keeps building them a wall between them and God, mm-hmm. and it just it's not it's not a good thing. Like whenever mm-hmm. like especially some of the reels is like people you can scroll and like like something and I'll just lead you down a road of like even worse yeah. stuff that you'll see on there. Yeah. And I think it's it's normalized those negative things almost because everybody has those thoughts and everybody has those like sinful moments, but it's normalizing it and it's making this like a oh, I experienced that too. Yeah. And it's allowing people to feel like that's okay. Mm-hmm. Like yes, we all go through things like that, but it's important to know that you have to battle that and you have to push back and you have to control rather than just like, Oh, everybody else is feeling this way. Everybody else has these thoughts. Like, yes. Why not just give in? Yeah. I want to go back to Christianity, not being very, you know, if you want to call it trending or anything like that, Mm -hmm. I want to ask, do you think Christianity even should be pushed to be trending? 
because me personally, whenever I think about my faith, the I, I just I want it to be something that I control, mm-hmm. right? And so I don't want to have to be always looking up, you know, prayers on TikTok or like you know have TikTok handle my faith for me. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, everyone has their own different opinions about it. I think you can look at it from both perspectives and have a good argument about it. You know, if social media is good for Christianity and if it is bad. But I think for me personally, it's, you know, it's definitely something to think about for yourself. Yeah, I think it's good when you take the time to develop faith for yourself and know what you want in faith and then go seek that out. Yeah. Go seek out what you're looking for. Like if you're looking to learn something, you can look up podcasts, you can look up Bible studies, you can look up all these different things online, but you have to know what you're looking for. Yeah. Because there are so many things out there that you could just get yourself into. Yeah. So as we're wrapping up here, I want to ask one more question for, I guess, both of you guys. You guys yeah. can pitch in as, well, as much as you want. But um, we've talked a lot of negative things about social media today. Maybe not necessarily negative, but like pointing out the truths in social media. Mm. What do you think parents don't really get about social media that maybe they should know? Maybe the good things that they might not know about social media. Because every time I think about like my parents, you know, they don't. They, they use social media to like post when my sister has a birthday and like yeah. when they go for a walk on Facebook. But, you know, when they see us using like all these different apps that they aren't really, you know, using that much, what do you think they should know about it that maybe makes it so important to us? I think it's a good way to celebrate your small wins and celebrate people around you. I don't mm-hmm. usually post on like things like Instagram unless it's something that I feel is like an accomplishment for me almost or that's what I've tried to stick to um I usually post my time at camp or like Camp Lakeview or I'll post mission trips trips, and I posted when I ran my first half marathon and things like that but I think it's a good way to celebrate those around you and it's a good way to celebrate your accomplishments. Um, and just, I mean, it is a good way to stay connected with people yeah. if you use it in moderation, like everything in moderation. Right. Um, there are positives as long as you have that element of self-control. Sure. Yeah. Ryan, any, any last thoughts? Uh, yeah, just kind of saying what Sylvia said. Uh, I agree. It's a good way to stay connected and I like that, what she said about those small wins because... Uh, Everybody needs that little amount of joy in their life. Uh, just little small victories of people cheering them on to encourage them. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you, Sylvia, for coming on today. Um, of that wraps up the episode. Thank you guys for listening to the first edition of Arguably the Best Podcast. Yeah. This is Carson Williams signing off.